talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody. This is Catholic Women Now. I'm Julie Nelson. And I'm Chris Magruder. Good morning. Hey. Although I sound like Edith and this morning, listeners, I apologize. I got a little cold a couple days oh, ago. Well, it's that time of year. I'm isn't telling it? you, my, my, uh, my Bible study friends last night were all laughing at me. They all said, You're going to sound like Edith Ann on the radio. And I said, That's me. Okay, That's we'll that call time you, of year. You do a thing, huh? <laughs> Good well, morning. hey, you know, if you've been listening this week, we're in our carathon here at Iowa Catholic Radio, and I just want to say we have two new pledges from this last half hour. We want to thank um, these people. We have a pledge for $30, a $30 a month pledge. Thank you very much to Sharon we, and Richard. We appreciate that. And then we also have another pledge here. For $20, that is great. That's from Martha. Thank you, Martha, for that pledge. And, oh, my goodness, we have a third pledge that just came in from Barb. And that one is for, let me look here, a dollar a day, $365. Wow. A dollar a day. So thank you very much for the pledges. We are so grateful for our listeners here at Iowa Catholic Radio. And keep them coming because it looks like we have Tim and Kathleen Meyer. Oh, love those guys. We've got a $500 matching pledge as well. So as we go through the show here today, please call in. We want to put that, uh, your dollars are doubled, so that $10 becomes 20 100 becomes 200 So there we want to get this matching pledge of $500 in the next half hour. That's right. And since it is the month of October, we've been doing, we've been starting our shows with rosary stories. And this month we're excited to bring it. Well, this week we're excited to bring a couple of them to you because they're a little bit shorter. But you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the ladies' luncheon, Julie, before I jump into my rosary story. Yeah, it's just one little announcement here. We have the ladies' luncheon coming up November 8th, and it's going to be at St. Teresa's Church here in Des Moines. Uh, Sarah Hansen from Blessman Ministries is going to be the speaker. Registration will be up and live this afternoon. So go to Iowa Catholic Radio and to make your registration. Very good. Um, well, you know what? And we've got a couple guests in studio. Yeah, somebody you're fairly familiar with. We yeah. have Addie, your daughter, Magruder, Addie Magruder, who works at Dowling Catholic, and Blake Riffle. He, and, uh, he is a member of St. Francis. They're here to talk about being interruptible, allowing God to be interruptible in your day. Yeah. which is going to be a great topic. Yes. And I'm going to leave it there because maybe you're thinking, what do they mean? To be interruptible. Yes. So stay <laughs> tuned with us. But uh, we have these rosary stories that we want to share. They are uh, stories of ordinary people experiencing extraordinary things. Yes. Well, They're what's a, your story, Julie? My story? Well, mine is titled Make Rosaries. And I found this intriguing. This lady, her name is Kathleen Hillier. She's from Illinois. She writes from Arthur, Illinois. And she, her story began in 2001 and she became very ill with an illness and they could not find the answer to her problems and the pain was really bad and it started to affect their marriage a little bit too and um, but she realized her life was about to change with this illness her husband was Pentecostal and was happy in his faith and she had been raised Southern Baptist but slipped in and out of different religions religions over the years well she was up in the middle of the night with the pain and couldn't sleep and so she was laying on the couch turned on the TV and guess what was on Mother Angelica? EWTN. You know, there you go. Kind of a plug for Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Anyway, so EWTN was on, and that was the rosary, and it made her irritated. So she said, I found myself getting irritated, but I didn't change the channel, and the next thing came on was the Mass, and the next thing came on was Mother Angelica, and she, she still was irritated, even though she enjoyed <laughs> Mother Angelica. She thought she was funny and was interesting. By this time, her husband had gotten up from from his um, sleep, and he had turned the channel. And so as she got up to go to the kitchen to make another cup of tea, and she heard this small, insistent voice say, make rosaries and she thought oh it's i'm on narcotics for the pain i'll just <laughs> talk it up but yeah i'm hearing <laughs> things i'm just hearing things so but she heard the voice two more times speak to her make rosaries so the next day she got up and got on her computer and she quote and she googled making rosaries and she was led to our lady rosary makers in kentucky so she thought this is what's so funny about her she's still not She's still testing God, okay? So she goes, <laughs> I thought I'd call them, and I'd just tell them I wouldn't have any money. So she called, and the sweet little lady answered, and, and she said, well, that'll be $15. She goes, oh, I don't have any money. And she goes, oh, that's okay. You can just pay when you can. You have, you know, pay, pay. If you can't pay it all by the end of the month, just pay when you can. And then she said that it would be there in, oh, seven to ten days. Well, she said the next miracle was the fact that it arrived the next day. Yeah, wow. So then her and her husband started making rosaries. They made 100 rosaries that week. And she continued <coughs> to listen to the rosary on EWTN, and she did it for nine days. And on the 10th day, she was healed. Yeah, yeah, just like a novena. Yeah, and she goes, I didn't even know it. I was making a novena. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then she called her local Catholic church, and she went through RCIA, and she said the final miracle was this, that her husband joined her in RCIA, and they came into the church together. And now they go and pray the rosary every week at the local nursing home. They're extraordinary Eucharistic ministers and getting very involved. And wow. And I thought that was so cool. Wow. And I used to make rosaries, so they kind of touched So there was heart. a healing and a conversion. Yeah. Wow. But there was a crisis first, and I think that's always interesting. There was mm-hmm. a crisis mm-hmm. first, and she was open. Right. You know, we we don't appreciate the peaks unless we go through the valleys. That's right. That's yeah. true. So well, let's hear about yours. Well, yours mine, is good, too. I, mine, love I love mine. is called All is Well, and it's about a lady who um, was well acquainted with the Blessed Mother. And when she was pregnant with her second child, about her fifth month of pregnancy, she slipped and fell on some concrete steps, and she got knocked out. And then, um, so of course she went to the doctor to make sure her baby was okay. And they said, no, your baby's not going to be okay. Um, the baby has water on the brain and, um, we're, we're going to go, have to go ahead and do a medical abortion. And she fought for her unborn child and said, no, that's not going to happen. So she went to daily mass. She learned to say the rosary at that point. She hadn't said the rosary, but she learned to say the rosary went into labor, you know, at the nine-month time. And when she went into labor, her OB decided it was a bad birth. So he walked out. I can't imagine that. He refused to be there to deliver the baby. I mean, I, yeah, I would think he could be sued for that. But anyway, beyond that, (laughs) the nurse ran out into the hallway, found another doctor, um, and he was ready to put her out. And she said, no, I want this to be a natural birth. So she wouldn't be put out. He was upset too, but he stayed with it. She started to say the rosary. And as she started to say the rosary, she saw behind the, the I was going to say the priest, behind the doctor, um, the Blessed Mother, and she put her hand on the doctor's shoulder. And the doctor knowingly put his hand on her I'm... hand and, and said, um, you know, it, he kind of patted her hand. And she said, Mother, Blessed Mother said, all is well. And 
the doctor thanked her for coming. So both the lady who was delivering and the doctor recognized that the Holy Mother was there. I just thought that was really That's cool. But powerful. then, of course, she gave birth to an eight-pound, six-ounce baby who did not have a big head. There was nothing wrong with the baby. The baby now is 33-year-old man, you know, healthy, fabulous man, she says, about her son. But I love that because, yeah. you know, protection for the unborn. And, of yes. course, that's one of Our Lady's um, favorite things to do is to help the unborn, and she's encouraging us to always do that as well. And these are ordinary people experience extraordinary right. things just because like you of and the I. rosary. Yes, and because so it's, it's available for all of us. It's available for all of us. It is. Well, we just got another pledge. Thank you so much to Dave and Sandy McNear for their hundred dollar pledge. He says, "My wife listens all day long, especially standing up for life." So thank you so much for your pledge. Yeah. So that brings us to that $500 now becomes... Go do the math, Julie. Uh, $300 because it. dub- is it doubled, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, $300. Good. So we there only we have $3 so- left, and we still have 22 minutes left in the hour. Okay. Well, we have Addie Magruder, my daughter, and Blake Riffle in today. They are here to talk to us a little bit about what it means to be interruptible. And I'm, I'm really curious because nobody likes to be interrupted. <laughs> Tell us... Addie and Blake, uh, share with us, or define for us, what is it to be interruptible? Well, to be interruptible means to just completely surrender yourself and your day to the Lord. I think it's really easy for us to let our schedules uh, be dictated by our work schedules, by our by the world, what, what the world is telling us that we need to do. Um, but the idea of the prayer, Lord, let my day be interruptible, is, Lord, let me be open to hear, um, to be aware of the movements of the Holy Spirit, and so that I am listening to you first above everything else. Mm. Love okay. that. Yeah. So, well, so it's... Um, it's being aware of what God wants you to do with your day, with your time, with your family, with your schedule. This takes a surrender, you know, your surrendering of yourself. And that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And so there are probably things that keep us from surrendering, right? And keeping it. So what are, I mean, fears or whatever. So what are the things that can keep us from offering ourselves to God daily like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was praying about it, three things really jumped out at me. So the first thing that stood out to me was just, a lack of trust in Jesus's protection and guidance. Um, the idea that he's going to let us get done what needs to get done. He knows that our families are our first vocation. He knows that we have responsibilities at work or different things that we do throughout our day. Um, and he's never going to keep us from doing things that he knows we need to do. He loves us and he's guiding us, um, but he also wants to work through us in the world. And so the first thing is just lack of trust that he, he will protect us and he will guide us and we still will be able to get done what we need to get done. Uh, and trusting, yeah. I, w- I would add to that, Addie, is trusting that, you know, if something doesn't get done, that God has a better plan. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, and, I've experienced that. And I think with trusting, too, when you, are allow, when you allow yourself to allow God to take over your day, you start to see the moments when you look back on your day that he, you could trust him, and that builds more of that surrender, that builds more of that trust mm-hmm. and love in and, him. And you know what else I've experienced, Julie, is that he will stretch time. Yes. This yes. morning, 
I, he, I swear, God stretched time for me. I thought I should have been, you know, out the door much sooner, but I think he gave me an extra 15 minutes somehow. That is there. so true. And I'm yes. sure, Addie, you've experienced that, too, mm-hmm. working with students all day, too. And you've got a lot <laughs> oh, of interruptions. All the interruptions in my office. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> but you surrender your day to God, so. I try. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I uh, um, The second thing that helps us or that keeps us from walking in the spirit would be a lack of identity as a daughter or son of Christ. Um, Jesus wants to work through us, but so often we fall to the lie that we are incapable. Oh, God wouldn't want to work through us. I can't do these amazing, extraordinary things. I'm not holy enough. I'm not holy enough. Mm -hmm. I can't pray with this person, whatever it is. Um, I don't know my theology. I oh, mean, good just, one. You know, uh-huh. that's yes. a lot of people are just held back from that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but God loves us and he desires to be co-workers with us. Um, and he equips us in, um, in these moments that he's calling us to. Um, whether it be through a sense, like word of knowledge even. So even if you don't know something prior to that moment, how he can just... Um, invoke the Holy Spirit to guide you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. True, true. That's true. And then what's the third one here? Um, I'd say the third one is just the desire to be self-reliant and control our own day um, and let the world rule our day. Uh, for example, the lie of I have I have to be at work in 10 minutes and, and that's the time when, when maybe the Lord is calling you to just ask someone how they're doing next to you and daily mass before work and there'd be five minutes where you don't actually have to be at work at 8 a.m. It could be 8.03 or 8.05 or something like that. Um, but it, You know, it's interesting because the greater good sometimes will call you, too. There might be two goods in front of you, but which one is the Lord calling to you? I was down at St. Ambrose about a month ago, and the priest was talking about this in Mass, and he said, you know, if you're coming to Mass, and it's your obligation to get to Mass on Sunday, but there's an accident where you know you can go help your, your in some way, you know, the greater good is for you to go help them in that accident, and it's okay to miss Mass in that instance. And I thought, oh, well, I've never heard that before. You know, that mm-hmm. in that situation would trump your holy day of obligation. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that. So the greater good, which of the two goods, is kind of another one. Wow. So those are the three ways to keep us from being interruptible. Do you guys have any examples in your own lives of when um, you have allowed yourself to be interruptible for the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. So I think really the idea of being interruptible comes back to the root of sharing love with people and ultimately sharing love incarnate Jesus Christ with people, um, really giving the gift of yourself. And that can be big ways and smalls. I think one way that we can fall victim to the temptation is that it needs to be a major action, a groundbreaking revelation when really it can just be as simple as extending a, a warm welcome to someone. Um, so for small examples, even just yesterday evening, uh, when I was around the apartment, I kept on being drawn back into my kitchen, and I had no idea why, Lord, why are you drawing my attention back to the kitchen? Um, and then all of a sudden, jumping off of the bookshelf was a book that was extremely topical to what Addie and I were talking about last night. Um, so just small examples like that, the, the Lord can really speak into your moments and allow your day to be interruptible. Um, also, just, exher- just sharing that love through examples like, about a month ago, I was blessed with the opportunity after daily mass down at the cathedral to um, talk with a contractor who was doing some work uh, in the area. And 
starting the day, uh, just like Addie had talked about, uh, just really praying into, Lord, just fill my day with interruptions for your greater glory, uh, just full of divine appointments to share your love with people. And after Mass walking out, I just felt drawn to this gentleman, and I had no idea why. I'd never met him before. Uh, and within a couple minutes of talking with him, this conversation went from very topical, surface level to sharing some really deep wounds that he hadn't talked about in over a decade that were preventing him from attending Mass and being able to be there for him and honestly just being a listening ear and appreciating him sharing that love of Christ that he hadn't experienced prior uh, opened up those wounds and allowed the Holy Spirit uh, to pour out divine healing through what I thought was could have just been a random happenstance, no inclination why I'm being drawn to this man, but uh, hopefully, Lord willing, uh, he'll be coming back to the church through just small little interruptions like that. Wow. That is so beautiful. I mean, I think it, when you were telling us, I'm thinking in my own life, it's like how many people are around me at mass every day or that I meet on the street that are hurting. Amen. You know, everybody's everybody has a story. Yes. Everybody has a story. And sometimes people kind of put on masks and try to look look like they don't, but there, there's a world out there that's searching and that's hurting. And, and you know and, what I like about what you said, Julie, is the idea that it's not just the people outside of Mass who aren't getting to Mass or aren't going to Mass, but even the people in Mass. Mm -hmm. You don't know who that one person is who's never mm -hmm. been or who hasn't been for a long time or, that you might be helping. And is going to Mass to find, to have somebody reach out to right. him. Right. You know, reach out to yeah. him and invite. It's an invitation. Right. It's an invitation. Yeah. That's yeah. how Jesus worked. Right. It's the invitation. Amen. It's a simple invitation. I was going to, you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk about something here about, um, you talk about the movements of the Holy Spirit and knowing those movements. I think there's a little bit of a um, topic there, which to talk about how do you know it's the Holy Spirit and how do you foster that? Because there might be somebody listening today that might think, well, that's great, but how do I know it's the Holy Spirit? And I know like a listening heart's a discerning heart. Um, discerning meaning dis decision, but uh, I think there's things that we maybe can do in our prayer life to help foster that so that we can sense that movement and know that it's from God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think really getting back to like we talked about at the beginning, it's really centered around a life of prayer, um, just growing in relationship with the Lord uh, and realizing that uh, we're really called to live lives of prayer and not just compartmentalize our prayer life. Um, and so starting our day with prayer, I think that naturally places us in a proactive mindset to uh, instead of following the ebbs and flows of um, of whatever way the world is trying to push and sway us uh, we just naturally have a little bit more uh, proactive inclination to seek out those opportunities led by the Holy Spirit and I also think ending the day in prayer is extremely important to uh, the idea of the daily examine which really just is at the end of the day looking backward, calling on the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to those various divine appointments that were placed in your life, um, and seeing opportunities for grace to abound where you uh, rose to that invitation, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe some of those times when you fell victim to the busyness, the demands of the world. Um, and I think as long as you build that consistent practice, you'll naturally in those moments, day to day, start to develop a really attuned ear to those promptings. No, wait, is there, is I don't. I don't want to gloss over the daily examine. Is actually there's this thing called the daily examine, mm -hmm. right? It's so it's not just examining. Tell us a little bit about um, the daily examine. I know all three of you understand that, and that's something I'm not as familiar with. 
Well, it starts with praise and thanksgiving, and that's really important. In fact, it's uh, kind of stemmed from St. Ignatius of uh, Loyola. And St. Ignatius has said that if you're going to eliminate any prayers in your day, that one should be the last one you eliminate. That's how important it is. Mm-hmm. But the praise and worship is really popular important because then you see the good that's happened and we need to see the good and we get spiritual amnesia Mm -hmm. sometimes and we forget the good that God has done in our day and so it does that and the other thing about just the praise and worship it puts a shield of protection around our heart from any of those negative self thoughts that can erate can come into our head so starting with praise and worship is a good way to go into the next part of your day to examine what was good about my day and why and Lord where were you there in that and what maybe I didn't didn't overlook what did I overlook because maybe I was busy or something and 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 why and help me tomorrow to do better and it's not to beat yourself up and God always is a God of second chances and that's I think that's important thing to remember too (laughs) noticing these times when maybe we didn't allow our day to be interruptible Yes, yes. And that's understanding that what you you two talked about, the movement of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You understand, you want to experience that and what it feels like. Yes. And going back to that original question of how do we... How do we start to foster an ability to listen to these movements of the Holy Spirit? I think it's really easy to make time for prayer, but then to try to control our prayer by deciding what will be talked about, mm-hmm. what we're going to fill it with. We're coming to prayer with, I'm going to do this in my prayer, and then I'm going to do this in my prayer, and then, oh, that's all the time for today. And when did you actually allow the Lord to bring something to you? Um, and so I, I would just really emphasize to all the listeners to give periods of silence in your prayer um, where you're just opening yourself up to allow the Lord to speak to you. And it might feel uncomfortable at first, but the more you exercise yourself in it, start with five minutes and then grow from there. Um, The Lord is our loving Father, and He desires to speak to us, and He will speak to us. And so also just to have that belief, because when we don't have that belief, in a way we're almost blocking Him from Mm -hmm. being able to speak to us. So um, I would recommend, if you don't feel like you're able to listen right now to just start exercising little periods of silence in your prayer and to exercise it through belief that the Lord will speak to you. You know, it's funny because in moments of silence for me, which sometimes isn't all day until I get into the shower, and that's when I hear a word Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, it'll just come into my thought and I'll be like, what's ubiquitous mean? I used to teach that when I was an English teacher. Now I can't remember what it means. And then I'll look it up. Oh, ubiquitous. Oh God, you're saying you're everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it just words, you know, that you wouldn't normally know, or just a thought comes in when you allow for that silence. And that's also how we allow ourselves to be interruptible, right? Where yes. we get a sense or feeling that well, somebody needs us. And in this kind of all reminds me of this idea of creating space, mm-hmm. you know, creating space in our lives, creating space in our heart, for the Lord to come and speak and yes. and then recognizing that space that God's creating in our day to be interruptible is important. But Eddie, I want to go back to something when you were saying about how we can use our prayer lives to control mm. what we want God to do. And I just recently learned that's uh, that goes back to an insecurity we're having. Mm. And I think if people are finding themselves doing that quite often, then to ask, just go to the Lord and be honest, like, what is it? Why do I want to do this? Why am I feeling the need to do this? I, mean, I, I think the answer would be I'm a type A personality. I got things I got to do and things I got to accomplish. So, yeah, um, you know, what I'm what I'm hearing is that this is really being interruptible is 
about being God-oriented, people-oriented rather than project-oriented. Yeah. You know, and even though we have schedules, and, and God likes us to have, be ordered. I mean, he is an ordered God. Um, but but to ha- allow moments of grace amongst the schedule, I think we were talking the other day about you can be in the middle of a meeting and somebody maybe throws an offhand comment or says something kind of quietly and you address that. It's like, oh, that's a moment of grace. Right. Mm-hmm. Allow them in that. Just, you know, what did you mean by that? You know, kind of give them their dignity by allowing them to speak Absolutely. to that. So it's just being aware of, of those little moments. Well, if you just tuned in, we're speaking with Addie Magruder and Blake Rifle about being allowing God to be interruptible in our day. And we're in our carathon this week. And I just want to mention that phone lines are very quiet. So we would like to hear you call in with a donation. Yeah, I think we've got $200 left on the table of matching funds, correct? Tim and Kathleen Meyer with a $500 matching fund. And we have $200 left on that. And the number is 515-223-1150. You can also text your donation to that same number, 223-1150. So call in here and make those phones ring. Well, it looks like we've got about a minute left, so I know you guys kind of talked about challenging our listeners in a small way with this. What is what is your challenge? Who's who's putting the challenge forward to all of our listeners? Uh, let's tackle this two-part here. So I think getting back to what Addie said, growing to hear and accept the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Um, beginning, if we don't already practice it right now, the daily examine, being persistent with that, and also being patient, going through some of the growing pains. I think that when we start that practice, really developing a listening ear, sitting in silence, it's amazing how fast-paced and distracted and disorganized lives we, we can live. So it can be really difficult to just sit in that silence. So first of all, just being diligent about setting aside that time daily for silence to allow the Holy Spirit to speak with us. And then I think our challenge is, you know, it doesn't have to be all at once. Right. Um, like like said, it's... It, can come with uh, growth. So I think we just challenge our listeners to start just with once. Allow the Lord to say, okay, at the beginning of my day, Jesus, let my day be interruptible. And at the end of your day, say, when was the one time I allowed my day to be interrupted to listen to our Lord? Mm. And just just one. And then when you get comfortable with mm. that, start adding on. But um, it doesn't have to be big. Right. Maybe it is just a a warm welcome. Of some little sort. by little, more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. All right. Yes. Well, thanks well, for being with us, thank Addie you and Blake. So much. Well, we're in our carathon. Don't forget, you can call two two three eleven fifty to make a pledge. This is Catholic Women Now, and we're grateful for Fred Loss. Fred Haas Law Offices for sh- providing sponsorship of this show. He is located in Des Moines. His number 515-256-6301 or 888-338-6535. FredHaas.com. Fred double D, Haas double A. Well, let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of this day. And Lord, we just commend our hearts to you. Jesus, we trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, stay tuned. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is up next. Thank you for listening as we go about our carathon. We'd love it if you guys would call in and uh, finish these matching funds for us as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. 
Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio. 